This is a Sharp Old Hub podcast, and my name is Chris. It was a great pleasure to talk to this lady of many talents. She's an actor, producer, director, coach, and an overall wonderfully creative mind. What stuck with me most after our chat was her calm presence and how her eyes lit up when she talked about her salt project. This is a conversation with Vanessa Earl. I'm doing this salt thing. What's yes. that all about? Yes, I'm doing this salt thing. So, so salt started, um, I would say, maybe during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, I, I couldn't swim when I came to Kinvara. So I can, I can, I could do a bit of breaststroke, but that was it. But really? I couldn't, I couldn't do front crawl and stuff. And so I started learning to swim with Danielle. Uh-huh. Um, with a friend of mine, Sarah, and it, it was I was you know, I was a bit of a joke. You know, I, <laughs> could, I couldn't even, you know, uh, put, I was putting my goggles on upside down mm. and all of that. You know, and you've got everything to deal with. You've got the fins. You've got the the the, the toe float. Uh, so it was all a bit of a comedy act. Um, so so started with that. Then it was the pandemic and. Um, so I was doing a lot of dipping during the winter. And so what you've got here in Kinvara is lots of different groups of swimmers, dippers, swimmers, long distance swimmers. You've got everybody, yeah. you know. Um, but I was Sorry, really... I have to interrupt you there. Yeah. You started dipping in the winter. Yes. Okay, go on. Just, <laughs> I thought I misheard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and just... Um, I, I don't know how even that started. I just carried on really from from learning to swim. Don't know. Sounds like you Can't lost the bet really. somewhere. Like no, no, because it's, it's hardcore, like in the winter. <laughs> well, it is, but it's only because you think it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So and you get used to it, and then you and then you love it, and 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 I think what I. You know, everybody has a story yeah. and I became and I suppose, you know, I had my own story. So, yeah. So basically that is how salt started, I think, is that what I got from the sea was a sense of belonging. OK. And I hadn't really. I hadn't really fully understood that I didn't have a sense of belonging. OK. Before. Um, but once I got it, I was like, ooh, that's that's quite something. And I became very interested then about other people's stories oh. and what brought them to the sea and what, what was their connection with the water. What did it mean to them? And I love working with people. Uh, I work as a coach as well. And um, I'm very um, aware of the power of people's personal stories. Um so I became very curious. I got a bit of funding from Creative Island um, to go and interview people. So during the pandemic, what I did is I bought myself one of those Zoom boxes, oh, yeah. which are incredible. And we had a camper van at the time. So I arranged to meet people down at the beach. I'd keep the door of the camper van open. Oh, okay. And uh, only when we were allowed to, you know, obviously everything was done, you know, uh, within the COVID restrictions yeah. at that time. 
Um, and it was amazing to sit and listen to people. Yeah. And I felt so lucky, very, very lucky to be listening to people's stories um, and asking them questions. Yeah. You know, I suppose it's a, a bit like it is for you as well, yeah. interviewing people. Yeah. Um, and and so, yeah, so I would start off with a few questions about about the water and the sea and people's connection to it. And then I would, uh, we would just follow the path, really, that that person took. And it was amazing. It was really incredible. Everybody's story is different. Yeah. Um, but what I started to notice were some very common themes running through these stories um, about their connection. Now, belonging was mm. one of them. Belonging was a, a very strong thread that went through all of these stories um as in people come alive when they are um near the sea well that's a different thing again so so that okay. feeling of being alive the feeling of being connected to nature so connection was another yeah. another very strong theme um because people want to feel connected to themselves to yeah. other people but also to the sea and also to that something that is bigger than all of us. Mm -hmm. And so people, you know, some people call that a spiritual connection. Some people call that a connection to nature. Mm -hmm. um, and then another reason people go to the sea is for healing. They might not even be thinking that they're going to the sea for healing. Yeah. Um, but that, that is actually what happens. And people might have gone for burnout. People might have gone... Um, for for um, serious depressions, um, some people low mood, uh, some people cancer, some people grief. Um, there's a, a you know one story about, and this person they still go to the sea. They go to the sea every single day, and they talk to their husband. All right, yeah. um, who's been who's been gone for a long time. Yeah. Um, and these the, these stories are really moving and beautiful. Yeah. And so what it made me want to do was create an ode to the sea. Mm. But I wanted very much to do it for, as, a, as a kind of interweaving of all of these stories. Mm. Um, and for some stories, it might just be a word that comes from one person. It might be a sentence. Um, it might be... a. You know, or it might be a theme, for example. A particular spark, basically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so I was very keen to, to do that. So then I got some more funding from Galway County Council. <laughs> Thank you very much. And <laughs> that enabled me to... No, actually, that wasn't. It was the Arts Council. Okay. What I needed to do then was... Spec so I interviewed 28 people. Now, there's more people I want to interview. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, still, there's still interviews that I would yeah. love to do. Um, but I have 28 so far, and then I uh, transcribed those, curated from those stories. Right. So, that, so then I had a book of curations. So, and, and I needed more time, so I got a little funding pot to spend more time with the stories and finish the curations, and also start to work with a poet called Mary Medeck. So a lot of the Kivara community will know Mary. Okay. And... Um, I wanted to work with Mary because, well, I met Mary on the beach 
And, <laughs> Here in Trot, uh, is it? Uh, no, actually, it was at Lynch's. Um, uh, okay. It was at Lynch's, and it was a kind of it was the end of the ninety-two dips of winter. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I no. Haven't. So the ninety-two dips of winter. So. Um, uh, which started a number of years ago and, and the mantle has been kind of carried forward, um, you know, for a few winters. So I picture from November to February, something like that. Exactly. And that's hence yeah. the 92. That's it. Yeah. So it's the 92 dips yeah. of winter. And the idea is that you wow. go into the sea every day or you just <laughs> go in as much as you can. Yeah. It doesn't have to be every day, but some people go right this year. I'm going to do it every single day. Well, you set yourself a target. You still might be sick and exactly. then you can't do and it, but you can't. still continue to do it when exactly. you're better again. I mean, that's exactly. the nature of the thing. Exactly. So, so, and then people take a picture and they mm. post it on the group. Okay. Um, and it happens in lots of different places. Yeah. It could be Flaggy Shore, it could be Crusher, it could be Lynch's, it could be Troch, it could be Convair, Convair, yeah. Convair. And... Um, so it was a celebration for the end of the 92 dips of winter. And we had a bit of a fire and some tea and coffee and cake on the beach. And Mary read a poem about the sea. Okay. And I was looking for someone to work with. And, and there she was. <laughs> I loved the poem that she wrote. And I thought, ah, <laughs> this person is definitely a poet. Anyway, long story Excellent. short, we ended up working together. <clears throat> um, and then I... So, so the idea then was to create a community choir that would sing this ode to the sea. Yeah, I remember when you sent this yeah. on to me. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so then I had to apply for more funding. So the Arts Council again, yeah. amazing. Arts Participation, Project Award, um, basically funded the project, to well, funded the, the biggest stage of it, yeah. which was to work with a choir, a composer, um, and place this um, ode to the sea or song for the sea, which we then called it, uh, within a, a performative ritual. Uh -huh. So basically I wanted to use a ritual um, because, because the stories are so much about ritual and it, it, sorry, so much about connection. And it's like, well, how, how did we used to say thank you? How were we used to be connected so okay, yeah. we did everything through ritual. Yeah. Um, and we were very connected to nature, very connected to the seasons. And that's how we lived our lives, because we are part of nature. Yeah. And we've become very separate from it, I feel. We've become totally disconnected from sure. this place that we live in. And we've forgotten, uh, you know, certainly I would say for myself... I have forgotten who I am and yeah. I have forgotten where I live yeah. and going and going to the sea, dipping in the sea reminded me of that. And so that's what I mean about belonging. It's like big belonging. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, ritual, because that's what we used to do. And so that's what we did. Yeah. So we created this ritual very and very authentic. I hope that's how it kind of came across I, f I, I do feel that it was because we were very careful to stay away from any language or, or really any act that was connect or very similar to a religious ritual mm -hmm. or, a, you know, like the word altar and yep. using water to 
bless people with or um, which will have had kind of obviously kind of pagan druid Celt origins but I just wanted to be very inclusive as well I wanted everybody to come and everybody to feel welcome and 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 relaxed so it is I mean um when you take the predominant religion here in Ireland, I mean, it's prescriptive. So you wanted to get away from this yeah. set of rules that's um, implied by um, spirituality mm. uh, from the predominant mm. religion that's there. So take that out of the equation, which may not be completely away from religion or spirituality itself, but definitely away from the prescriptiveness of it. Mm. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And, and the, the, yeah, I'm very much for that because if we remove the prescription, we are then free to create something yeah. that's authentic or new. Um, and I love that yeah. because it gives us great liberty um, uh, to be inventive. Um, but also, yeah, very much wanted people to feel like it wasn't, you know, um, something specific, yeah. um, like a Catholic ceremony or a, any kind of a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, an adventure so, to discover something for yourself in any case. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's uh, going to and also, going hiking as opposed to going to the package holiday. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We were definitely going hiking. Um, so, 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 yeah. So, so performance. And, and as well, when I say performative ritual, it's a performance. It's yeah. a piece of theatre. Um so so I got some funding for that and to work with a composer, um, which was somebody called Robbie Blake. He They came and worked with us, which was wonderful. They're a fantastic choir leader. Um, and so myself and Robbie and Mary collaborated with um, our choir. <laughs> and they will say... <laughs> we're not really a choir we're far more than a choir and they were and we were I was really bowled over because I was thinking if I could just get 25 people yeah. hopefully 30 you know yeah. that will be enough um I can do something with that number of people and on the first night we had I think 80 people turn up. Jesus. Yeah. so yeah. it has to be an outdoor event by oh default. it was always going to be an outdoor <laughs> yeah. event Anyway, long story short, we yeah. we um, we worked with the incredible community that is Kinfara. Yeah. The people were amazing, and they every week they brought their their love for what we were doing and their enjoyment and their positivity. You know, it was great, um, and we weren't like a kind of formal choir and. And I think it was a bit different because we were creating and making and developing as the project went along, mm -hmm. which can be a bit unnerving because you're not really sure what's happening. Mm -hmm. well, what are we going to keep? What are we going to throw away? Um, there are no pros in there. They're all amateurs and enthusiasts. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, although we were very lucky to, to have... Um, 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 oh, gosh... 
can't believe I can't remember her name at the moment. It'll come back to me. But a wonderful, wonderful singer who who joined us. What an experienced yeah, singer, but I, yet an yeah. enthusiast, uh, because yeah. there's no um, commercial motive in this for people to participate. No, exactly, in exactly. the exercise. Yeah. But can um, I just ask yes. um, one thing? You started off. You said you were interviewing people. You were asking questions yeah. uh, down by the beach, like. Mm. Um, was that kind of, so you were recording this, uh, either audio or taking your notes and all this. Mm. Um, so how do you incorporate what people were telling you when they were giving you words or lines mm. or stories? Mm. How did you incorporate this into um, the project that was then to follow, which moved on to being a choir of yeah, so, 80 people? Mm, yes, so, so um, the audio recording... I I then transcribed. So mm -hmm. uh, there's an app. It's like it's called Otter, okay. and it it takes the recording and turns it into words on your computer. Mm -hmm. But you then have to go through it because it doesn't do it word for word. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go through each story, and it it took a very long time. Um, but then what I did was, and that was the purpose of spending more time with stories. You kind of get close to them, um, and then I. I lifted the parts of the stories that um, resonated the most uh -huh. um, and that connected with, you know, this following these kind of common threads that went through. Yeah. So I ended up with a, a small book of almost poetry, I would call it, because the words were so beautiful anyway. So you would have things like, um, take me as I am. I am part of you and you are part of me. I just love that already. Yeah. doesn't need anything else. It's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and that kept happening again and again and again. Um, and it was really hard. I mean, it was challenging because then what, what we had to do was what I had asked of Mary was, you know, can you, can you write this yeah. ode then? from these curations take these curations yeah. and respond to it but 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 i want you to keep the voice of the people in 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 the oh, yeah, yeah. ode you know i don't want to lose the voice yeah. of the people because yeah. you know as we're saying it's almost poetry anyway um and so mary then had the really difficult job of 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 doing that and she wrote an incredible like five page ode um which I love and I still have. And um, it's like, okay, so so how can we turn this into a song, you know? And um, so so Mary then wrote another ode, which was smaller, shorter, should I say. Um, and then what we did to make the song was curate from that. Oh, okay. I get it now, yeah. Because, because we had a time constraint. You know, a, a composer, you know, Robbie... He only had a certain amount of time mm. to write the music and then teach it, teach the song to the to the choir. So we had to keep it really uh, lithe, you know, had to keep it really uh, honed, yeah. we had to really hone it down. My goodness, if we'd have had more time, it would have been... It, we would have had a, an opera almost, you know, um, so so there was challenge within it, but we, we managed it in the end. And also what we did is week on week, we were creating these soundscapes with the choir. 
Um, so even without the words, we were already doing that. So you had every week, you had to get the people together. Yes. So, so it had, wasn't that you mm-hmm. hand out an audio file, please practice this piece, and then every no. whatever, four weeks no. we come together. So every week, once a week, is it? Yes, once a you week, every Thursday. You had to get everybody together who was involved and then basically yeah. practice. Yeah. So we would meet at Kinvara Community Centre. We would work together for, for, for a couple of hours. Yeah. And... It was always my intention that um, these people were not just a choir, they were performers. And I wanted very much to work with them in a performance um, way. So what I mean by that is that they they as people understand what it is to take the space, um, to enter the space, be in the space, and stay connected to what they were singing to to really perform it, um, and we work together. I I do I love chorus work, which mm-hmm. is so it's not chorus as in musical chorus. It's more like a kind of Greek chorus. Mm-hmm. So this is about my training. I went to a school in Paris. Um, All right. It's uh, it's the um, it's an international school, Jacques Lecoq, um, and it is a movement based theatre school, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they teach their students there um, very much to improvise and devise. So you, you you leave that school making your own work. You know, it's very much about creating new work, be it theatre, dance, yeah. music. You get a lot of musicians there as well, actually. Okay. And also you get um, architects come who, who, <laughs> who want to learn about sonography. Yeah. Um, because it's all about the space and how we move in it. And it's interdisciplinary. Yes, yeah. yes. So I very much wanted to work with this community of of um, of singers and swimmers yeah. um, in this way. So you were, in essence, um, the director of it. You yes. had to basically 100%. take all those people and yeah. had to uh, basically instruct them on the 100%. actual um performance itself yes and on technique you basically were the tradesperson in that yes and you were lucky enough then that you had other people who were enthusiastic and competent in singing and um you know owning the space then like yeah yeah. how long Um, did you go to that school for then two years yeah so it's a a proper course so you really know what you were doing oh absolutely yeah because people management is in any given situation whether (laughs) it's at work or is it if it's in a football team, like yeah. people management is a difficult one. Like. Yeah. And we were really taken aback by the amount of people we had. So yeah. so to go for a project to go from 25 people yeah, yeah. to 60, 70 people yeah. um, um, was was a bit of a challenge, but a welcome challenge. It was yeah. a very positive thing. Yeah. But you had to discipline yourself very much so, I would imagine, during the project. Yeah, this is my profession. This yeah. is what I do. You know, this is my work. I went to university first. I did drama and English there. Yeah. Then I went to Lecoq for two years. Um, yeah, and then and then you start working as a professional. Yeah, but I, I will get back to this now, but um, I just have to ask about SALT now. Um, yeah. How did you uh, finish it then? Or is it something that you see um, is going to be an ongoing process? I would love it to be ongoing. And so there's two things here. One is what I, there's the expected and the unexpected. There's the there's the, the dream, the want, the passion, the vision, and then there's 
other stuff that comes out of it that you weren't expecting. And I think what I wasn't expecting was how much people loved it and how so much, I hurt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that people want to carry on doing this, you know, and I the the idea in my my mind, the concept to begin with was yes, I want to do this on lots of different beaches, not just locally, not just nationally, mm -hmm. but but globally as mm -hmm. well. And it's about positive change. It's change making through art. Yeah. That's what it is. But that is tricky and because you have a life to live as well. I have a life to live as well, but yeah. it is my work. It's yeah. you know, but you have to get paid to do it. Exactly. And yeah. so it's not straightforward. So yeah. because I have to apply for the funding, which yeah. is exhausting. Yeah. From someone like me. Yeah. So and that's a whole other conversation because uh, you know, artists, you know, if you are as an artist, if you are able, if you have a business mind mm -hmm. and an artistic yeah. mind that you have that balance, yeah. it's incredible, it's yeah. a real gift. If you've got m kind of three quarters of an artistic yeah. mind and just a quarter of a business mind, which is what I have, yeah. it's just harder work, yeah. that's all. It's just harder work and it takes longer, that's all. But you need to get on with it because otherwise it doesn't happen. Any tradesman would subscribe to that, ask any mm. plumber or electrician or car mechanic, like they just want to mm. fix Things, exactly. you know, fix the car and yes. oh, bloody paperwork again. Like, you know, yeah, nobody yeah. wants nobody to do that shit. It. Like, but um, obviously, in order to uh, perform um, at a sustainable level, you have to have that business aspect to your work yeah, as well. You like, or you get someone to do it for you. Yes. <laughs> so I was very, um, w when I got the funding from the Arts Council for Salt, I worked with an incredible production company producer producing company called um, Culture Works. Uh, they're based in Galway. And they were fantastic. They were absolutely brilliant. And of course, they do, they know the ropes. They know about contracts and insurances and who to talk to yeah, and course. all of those things. But yeah, so the, the original idea was, well, what I would love to do now is to perform it on all four cardinal points. Uh -huh. Now, I could say, right, let's take salt on tour. Yeah, you know that, but it sounds not, to be the easiest thing at the same time. Try really, to get yes. 60, 70 people uh -huh. uh, to take the time off, and uh -huh. off we go to Antrim. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, now the thing is, though, it's not the same thing, yeah. it's not the same as going to Malin Head yeah. and working with that community yeah. and finding their stories and their common thread and working with a poet and a and a composer from from that area yeah. you know so so that's what i'm going to do yeah. so that's one one thing so that's the interesting part sorry to mm. interject there uh, that's the interesting part um or actually was it the interesting part to um do the project to record the stories to transcribe the stories or was it more interesting to see it then coming into fruition oh my goodness all of it it's been an absolute, it is such a beautiful thing. Listening to the stories, yeah. discovering the common threads, finding a poet and a composer for, for, the, for the song and for the music to um, emerge, mm -hmm. to see 
that amount of people on the beach. To see all of those people from the community together, like that's that's one of the many things I loved about it is that you had everybody in that hall, you had everybody on that beach, um, and it was very beautiful, really beautiful, and people all everyone there for different reasons, um, and the sound it was just gorgeous, you know, and uh, the cor corridor was very beautiful. And watching the audience, I mean, we were blown away. Like, I was thinking, hmm, so how many people? I reckon we'll get, so if there's 60 people in the choir, if everybody brings one person, that's 60. If everyone's got two people, that's 120. So I think maybe about 200, 250. You know, that's a great audience. Wow. We must have had 800 people on Troc I heard there was mayhem, like, getting to Troc. madness. Yeah. Um, but brilliant madness. And then when we went to Ladies Beach, there was over a thousand people there. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. And it was incredible. Yeah. Both both experiences were incredible because, oh, you know, different spaces, different beaches, different different weather. It was windy on Trocht. Yeah. But, but on Ladies Beach, it was so still and it was sunny. And... It was, I chose, one of the reasons I chose Ladies is because of the shape of it. And I wanted that kind of amphitheater. And I wanted to cocoon the performance from the road, from the noise of the road, which it did brilliantly. Um, and it was just wonderful. And uh, yeah, so when you say, it was just all amazing. It was all beautiful. So sometimes it's the journey yeah. that's much more exciting than the yeah, actual yeah, absolutely. result, yeah. the match day, the performance. Yeah, I get like, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and it was things like, you know, we were all praying for the weather to be stable enough <laughs> that A, we could be heard because I wanted to do it without any kit. I wanted it to be as natural and as, you know, uh, unintrusive as possible. Um, and so, uh, so we, there was no amplification, and uh, it was, so everyone was like, we had the what? What's the? There's a, um, a saint. Oh, can't remember, but we had him anyway, yeah. following us around, um, <laughs> hoping that we, you know, that would help with the weather. And um, um, I can't remember why I'm telling you this now, but anyway, yeah. So, and we did okay. Oh yeah, that was it. That was the point. Is that. Even if we hadn't have done the performances, it had already been incredible. Yeah. Like yeah. the turning up every week and the singing and the games yeah. and uh, working on chorus and just all of it was just yeah. wonderful. Did so, you bottle that somehow? Is it, um, did anybody record video? Yes. Or? So we've, there's a wonderful video. So we worked with John from Bula Bosca who, it's more of a kind of documentary and there's mm -hmm. more to add to that because we have this wonderful partner called Fair Seas. I'll tell you more about them. But, um, but yeah, Bula Bosca did the film for us and basically it, 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 it captures some of the rehearsals and some of the performance at Trocht. We couldn't, unfortunately, didn't have enough money uh, to film um, Ladies Beach as well. Yeah. Um, but, but the video is wonderful. It's really, really good. And we had a couple of professional photographers, so we have incredible images as well. I do want to record the music, so I need to apply for some funding for that yeah. um, because it's beautiful music, yeah. beautiful words.
But can you mm. can you buy the video somewhere already or is it No, but I can, I'm going to share it. I've I've kind ah, okay. of yeah, Still I've work um, in progress. the summer has been very busy um, What summer? with what summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bit where the kids aren't at school that bit. Oh, that bit. Yeah, that yeah. bit, yeah. Um yeah, it's been it's been quite overwhelmingly busy. So I'm kind of back to my I am back to my salt desk now as of the beginning okay. of the week. Yeah. So um um, I am going to start sharing it, but it's it's on yeah. it's on the Instagram page okay. actually. So so at Salt Project Galway. Oh, very good. Um, the video is there to see. Yeah. Um, um, can I just ask? Um, I mean, you've been a professional, but at the same time, you speak about this so enthusiastically now at the moment. Yeah. Um, were you at all nervous of it coming together, apart from the weather, or were you so much in the zone that you were just going with it? Because you know there. Yeah, there's a couple of things in there. I think because I work in this way, devising and improvising, mm -hmm. I was very comfortable um, okay. and very excited, yeah. really excited. Um, I think sometimes when other people begin to worry, you do question what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but then the job is to stand in your own on your own feet you have to stand by what yeah. you're doing um so that that was okay i was aware that the project was asking a lot of itself in that there was a lot of development going on at the same time as rehearsals so that was a, an, a big ask and i would choose not to do that again i would choose to do, i would i would just choose to have Yeah, I would probably not choose to do that again. Um, um, just because there's too much unknown then, just with the music. Um, it took a while for the music to come, and and that's not helpful for people. You know, yeah. everyone involved, you know, because it just... It just um, yeah, it, it just makes you worry slightly. But it was fine, you know, it... it It came together beautifully and it was wonderful. So, you know, and that happened, I have to say, that does happen a lot yeah. within the arts because of funding, because of how long it takes. So it's not unusual. What we did is not unusual um, um, in terms of developing whilst you're rehearsing. Um, I will always develop whilst I'm rehearsing because that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Um, because you're working with those people. Yeah. So I think creating the soundscapes with people is fine. Uh, that's that's part of the joy of working together. But I think um, when 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 Salt gets to go to 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 the other cardinal points, I think um, the composition will be done beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's I, I get the idea that you uh, that you're really in um, into developing the project as you go along because there's the beauty in it. You you didn't manufacture the stories. They didn't come from your own head. They, ca they came to mm. you by talking to people. Mm. The music was um, composed by someone, but I'm sure it evolved over the time it was composed. Like mm. you were 
always tweaking things, changing things. Absolutely. You had to yeah. mix the people. Yeah, in Robbie different... was still tweaking right you know, a couple of days beforehand. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's just in the nature. How, how was actually the music, how was it distributed to the singers? Yes, yeah, so so what Robbie did in the end was, it's just audio files. Yeah. Uh, so just before Easter, um, they sent out audio files to the choir yeah. and everyone started, you know, rehearsing and listening and yeah, of course because who would be able to ring uh, to, yeah. to read cheat music and sing to it like yeah you know, that's yeah. one in a million like yeah exactly yeah. exactly and then and then yeah just lots of we had there was quite a lot of concentrated rehearsals towards the end which would yeah. always be the way anyway yeah. um so we we benefited from that yeah, yeah. and there was a, my goodness yeah we kind of lost time because we had the snow <laughs> then i was that's true actually. and then i was ill yeah. i had this awful and it wasn't even covid i had this awful throat infection yeah. and chest infection um and then i got covid yeah. after that <laughs> so so that was all a little bit discombobulating um but but again we we kind of got over it and yeah. and carried on yeah shit happens like. shit happens yeah but um so anyway i i'd love to know because i didn't know about your career as such like yeah um so you're a proper actress i am a proper like, as a proper proper i'm a proper wow proper, yeah yeah i think so yeah i mean i kind of you know i went no, to, as in that's your that's your job it is my it's, job yeah. yeah it is my job and but but and as many i kind of I've started calling myself more of an artist than an actor only because yeah, of course I, get that, yeah. I think what happens is you along the way you develop your sure. your kind of portfolio yeah. you know and so you have different tats like you were directing sort directing like, acting producing that's right coaching like, yeah yeah um so yeah but acting is definitely one of the yeah. hats that i wear um and yeah and i love it yeah but how did you get into acting was it like as a child you were absolutely. the one that was always acting out yes, or did you absolutely i think you know the moment i went to primary school <laughs> the english teacher said to me uh, vanessa do you want to play the white witch in the line the wa <laughs> the line the witch in the wardrobe and i was like what yeah you want me to play the white witch yes yes and uh, it was amazing i had so much fun yeah you know i had a sleigh and everything <laughs> i was a kind of given to you from your parents or were you ever encouraged or stopped even i was often stopped from singing all right yeah unfortunately because i love singing but, but you um, were the bobby kid that acted yeah, yeah, and I think right. I think my, you know my dad was a policeman, my mum yeah. was a nursery nurse, but my dad likes singing. Yeah. He loves singing, and he was in a musical society oh, okay. in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so so I would kind of help him learn his lines, yeah. and um, and I think I was kind of I think sometimes the children were had some smaller parts yeah. in it so we did that a couple of times i think yeah but you knew relatively early that that's the path you want to follow yeah it's just what i always did yeah. so that's at school hard. yeah primary school that was um yeah it's the thing it's just i loved it it's yeah. it's your thing because it's usually like people mm -hmm. don't like i didn't know what i wanted to do at 15 i didn't want, know what i wanted to do at 20 or 25 for that matter and eventually yeah. i discovered i'm relatively good at something and i can make loads of money with that but um yes you know when yes. you knew relatively early on mm -hmm. in life well that's the thing i want to follow obviously yeah. you don't know really how to do it but you did it 
Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, yeah, because it's some kind of career that, isn't it? You know, some kind of career choice because, uh, you know, it has to be one of the most competitive, most unreliable. It's unreliable. That's the thing. <laughs> Do you know, competitive, I mean, competition you mm. get anywhere, but but it's mm. like there's nothing you can plan for really like there's... One percent. One percent of the acting yeah. industry of people um, make money yeah. and do well. One yeah. percent. If that even like. If that even. Yeah. yeah. But um, when was the first time you got paid? Oh, that's a great that question. College <gasps> or even before that? No, I think. I think the first time I got paid was. Yeah, I think that would have been in Paris. While you were at while the I was at drama school. school, yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah, yeah, and we were doing. Um, we were working for. Um, was it now? I'm just trying to remember. But but we worked as a kind of troupe, you mm-hmm. know. Um, that's right. It's called, I'd never heard of it before, but you do kind of spots. That's right. Okay. Um, and um, I think it was uh, restaurants, actually. Um, and there'd be like three or four of us. And then you would just do a kind of intervention. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're called spots and interventions. Yeah. Um, and we would clown. We would do clowning. We did mask yeah. work. So the commedia dell'arte um, and clowning. So you were yeah. hired basically by the by the restaurant or by That's the right. venue, That's and right. you have to entertain for I don't know yeah. an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Well, you would just like. do you would just do a yeah. few minutes with people, and then you would move tables. Yeah, but yeah. it's a, it's a paid job. It's, it's a paid, paid job, thing. absolutely. And did you? Did you feel the sense of validation like that? Um, the first time you got some money, and I'm sure it wasn't millions, but the first time you got some yeah. money for... I think... Your yeah, art. For, for the art. No, I think at that time, I was like, thank God for that. I needed the extra 100 well, yeah, of course, francs. We were, or we were your, all young and didn't yeah, have any money Yeah, back, but. whatever it was. But I think, no, the first time I felt that was I played Ophelia in Hamlet. So when it's when I came back... It's a really big one, isn't it? What it is, it's a great, it's yeah. an amazing part. It's a fantastic play. Um, but it was, I got back from drama school. So I'd returned from Paris. I was in London, you know, and then you've got to start earning yeah. your money, you know. Yeah. And I got, I got this part, but it also gave me my equity card. <laughs> so I think that's when I first yeah. kind of went, oh, I'm an actor now. Yeah. I've, I'm an equity member and I've been paid yeah. really well for... You know, when I say really well. <laughs> uh, but th- th- there's this point, like, you know, where you definitely need confirmation of um, mm. what you're doing because you've chosen it. Mm. And you go to school, you go to uni, and this is the chosen profession. Mm. And eventually you want to see some return. Um, mm. Of course, there's always the artistic thing that you want to compose the best song you can or play the best role or write the best book you can. But um, ultimately, as it is your job, you have chosen it to be. Mm. You want that confirmation as well expressed in monetary gain. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean the Lamborghini, but it should at least pay the ESP bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that's one of the challenges about being an actor is that it's fluid. So 
Today I'm an actor, let's say, because, you know, uh, I, I'm playing Ophelia in Hamlet. Yeah. But in six weeks' time, that job will be finished. And what will I be doing then? Yeah. You know, and, and so uh, I think that's the challenge for, for actors because mm-hmm. then they go, well, who am I? What mm-hmm. am I doing? What is my, what is my job? Uh, because at the moment I'm working, like I had so many different jobs back then. You know, um, I worked as a proofreader for the BBC. Mm-hmm. I did that at one point. And you go, well, and you're going up for auditions. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But that must um, be hard, actually, that, that constant rejection of it. It's, it's, you just really have to get over it very quickly. Because someone is telling you, nah, no, nah, no. not good enough. You have to realize very early on, which I didn't. And I, I think the industry is better now at communicating this. Um, it's a bit more organized and a bit more cognizant that it needs to look after its people. But um, you need to know it's a business. Yeah. It's a business. And you need to know that if your face doesn't fit or if your voice is wrong, you're not going to get the part. You could be a really good actor, but you might be too tall, too short, too long, too wide, too whatever. But the mindset would be then, let's just say the appropriate mindset would be then, um, okay, I'm too short for this one, but I'm exactly the right height for the next one. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Probably a tricky one too. So the way I got around it, and I think I think there's loads of other actors that do this as well, is my win is doing a good audition or a good meeting or a good self-tape. Okay. So I do it how I want to do it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And if I can walk out of an audition or finish my self-tape and go, yeah, I'm happy with that, mm-hmm. that's my win. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of my practice as well. Um, in that, what I mean by that is, you know, um, to learn the lines, to understand the intention, to, 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 you know, to do the self tape to the best of my ability. Um, you know, you, you need to keep practicing that. Um, so, so that's my win. And if I get the part, oh, added bonus. Even you know, bigger with a trophy now. Yeah. Didn't make but the I won't think about it. Yeah, yeah. I will not think about it anymore. Yeah. What I used to do was go, oh, I wonder, I really want that part. Because you become <laughs> very invested in it. I really want that part. You know, yeah. um, and, you know, especially if it's a big part, especially if it's lots of money, you're like, yeah, yeah. you know, I really want these parts. Um, well, of course, life And then you never hear. Yeah. You never hear. But life in yeah. itself changes as well. When you're younger, like, you know, you're all out for whatever you're doing. Like, yeah. and yeah. then life happens, you have kids and have yeah. the mortgage to pay and all this. Then you obviously are in a very different position um, just yeah. personally. like That's right. You um, have to have different money streams. Yeah. yeah. But did yeah. you ever have, say, um, so you, you finished your, your education and you got into acting, you got the first paid roles, you got mm-hmm. validation of what you're doing is actually the right thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have a career plan at that stage? Or like as in developing a career plan? Well, in two years time, I want to do this. And then maybe in three years and five and 10 years. Forget it. Doesn't just work step like by that. step, yeah. No, it does not work like that. And that's another thing that's deeply frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think, and again, things have changed, you know, because we have coaches now, you know, we understand the power of coaching um, and, you know, you can work on 
career development. You can say, right, you know, this year I'm going to work on voiceovers. This this summer I'm going to work Damn. on my American accent. This summer I'm going to... So you can keep developing. Um, I'm going to look at Shakespeare plays again. I haven't done that for a while. So for me, you know, clowning, I haven't done uh, clowning in recent years and, and I would love to do some more clowning. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing a bit more clowning. I have a know? couple of kids in the garden. You can go clowning Go clown with them. Day, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but, but... Um, if, if you're talking about so this time next year I'm going to be I, I want a, a series I want yeah. to I want to have a kind of lead part in a series I want to be working no but you I'm, can't I'm control it you can't control it but I'm sure you can cater for you you can develop your skill set in a particular direction absolutely you can hang out absolutely. with the right people because they are the ones that have yeah. the money and no absolutely you can you can you can Become aware of where you sure. want to go. Yeah. You can vision it. You can dream yeah. it. You could do everything yeah. that you possibly can to make it happen. Yeah. You can yeah. put yourself in the best possible position to make yeah. it happen. But you and it is very much about relationship building as well. Oh, of course, it's yeah. It's key, yeah. yeah. But you didn't really do that. You, you were really just happy being an actress. That's the way I understand it now. Um, I think I think where, when before I had children... Coaching wasn't really a thing. Okay. Planning, like, and there wasn't any kind of career support. There oh. wasn't really, it just wasn't a thing. You went to auditions, you, you, um, and there was always workshops and stuff that you could do. But you would go to the auditions and, you know, you either got the job or you didn't. You had an agent. You got an agent. Okay. Very important to get an agent. And if you don't have an agent, then you're doing a lot of the legwork yourself. Right. To get your name and your picture out there, I'm sure that's... You've got to have a good headshot. Yeah, all of those it's before things. the internet as well. Maybe that's Before the internet, exactly. Differently now, exactly. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so it's very... It's, it's, it's a different... I mean, it's evolved enormously since I first started because you know you've got digital television you've got streaming you've got it's a multiple new, it's a whole new game it's a whole new game yeah, yeah. you've got reality tv you've got um, gaming yeah. i mean it's it's hugely but different i have to ask because yes. i looked this up about you yes. you were in eastenders now i know nothing about eastenders but yeah. it's really popular isn't it it is incredibly popular it's not my proudest piece of work, I would like to say, on television. But when, I, yes, when I was, was. That, that's, that's a while ago, isn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. That was just before I got married. So, yeah, yeah about 20 years ago, yeah. But yeah. would you not just think, wow, I have it made now? Because no. it is a big deal, isn't it? No, no. You don't think, well, I've got it made. You're delighted that you've got it because oh, it's like gosh. fantastic. I've got yeah. five episodes of this yeah. and... That will take me further. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, wow, but it doesn't always. It's very common yeah. to do really well yeah. and then for nothing to happen for a long really? time. Really? Yep. I would absolutely. Just thought, I know. I, I know picture, people. I want to cast her in my new no, no, series or whatever. No. But she did another couple of the Emmerdale. I know nothing about it either. You were on that. I did too. all of them. I mean, and, and lots of actors do, you know, I did all the soaps yeah. really, you know, um, so Emmerdale, Cardiac Arrest, um, EastEnders, um, Holby City, Bad Girls, uh, Delale and Pasco. I mean, you know, Sorry, loads I haven't of them. watched any yeah, of No, those. no, no. Um, but then I did, I did do Broken, which was amazing. I loved doing that and very proud of that. Um, 
because it was just great working on that script and with those people yeah. and um, and the director was great too. You know, he was the a kind of director who would um, talk to his actors, improvise a little bit. Um, you know, so you really felt that you're kind of contributing. Yeah. You know, um, so that was great. I enjoyed yeah. that. Well, I suppose when when you just said that uh, East Enders wasn't your proudest uh, work, um, so obviously that was a well-paid job, but you didn't really feel artistically fulfilled. I, mm. I read it like that. Mm. Would you say that? Like, yeah. could actually? I, I'm just interested in this. If those so actors, like um, I remember, oh, we were living in Dublin about 25 years ago, mm. like, and there was this old guy. He was the barman in what you call the thing, Fair City. Oh, yes, okay. And we were living in Red Mines at the time. Yeah. And he was actually, we saw him from our window getting the early bus. Great, yeah. Uh, we kind of thought like, geez, he's on television like three times a week. Like he must, he must have it made. And then um, someone um, said, no, actually they're earning, like they're RT employees, they're Absolutely. earning as much as the, the facility manager, meaning the caretaker. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, so that kind of job is probably reasonably well paid but as it's so volatile it's not really a great money spinner is it no and i think um you know something like you know fair city or eastenders um i think yeah some actors would be delighted to get it um because it's regular if it was a regular part yeah. you know it's well, like some great actors are in it for 20 years exactly those days, exactly like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then if you get good storylines, yeah. then then uh, fantastic, you know. And it is, I would say, it's wonderful to do that. Yeah. How, however, that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I would say lots of actors might feel this way, which is that you want to keep making, you want to keep doing different things. You want well, to play different characters. You don't want to play the same character. That's why all you became the time. an actor. Exactly. You know? I like dressing up and pretending to be yeah. somebody else. Being, being, being Johnny for the next 25 exactly. years, like, you know, in whatever soap yeah. it is, like, you know, yeah. it's obviously not very fulfilling. And you have yeah. to turn up pretty much, like, it might be Monday to Friday, but in yeah. that mindset, like, yeah. you know, it's your 40 hours a week and you are Johnny yeah. for that. And then you go home and then you are Jack again, like, you yeah. know, but you're doing this for donkey years like I'm sure that's not why people went into acting to begin with like no. but then there is the comfort obviously of having the regular paycheck uh, having the regular paycheck absolutely yeah so yeah quite complex and <laughs> lots yeah. of things to consider but that's odd because uh, I never um, met a soul actor mm. are you actually an actor or an actress I call myself an actor Oh, excellent, because yeah. I'm getting yeah. convinced. See, English is not my first language. No, I but actress, it would be, things. it's that kind of manager, manageress, actor, actress well, yeah. thing. So, yeah, we'll forget about the S bit. Yeah, the German language is actually much more detailed in that sense. Now I think there's some um, woke kind of reform of the use of the language, and it makes it very, very difficult because we have oh. three genders in our nouns. Okay. You know, okay. male, female, and neutral, that's just regular things so okay. it gets very complicated so mm. yeah me asking but um so what's what's next for you then like um what's next you yeah. are really tackling bringing salt to yes. the rest of the island yes absolutely yeah. so bringing salt to the rest of the island and um i i i we're hoping 
that the choir um, here in Kinvara will carry on yeah. um, because I think there's a lot of people who would like to carry on doing something. Um, mm. So so I'm going to look to see um, h- how that can be best kind of led by the community. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But, but yeah, so SALT, how to take it forward. So I'll be doing lots of funding applications, um, but also coaching. I'll be carrying on coaching and carrying on um auditioning <laughs> but coaching is like that's that's a private gig so uh, mm-hmm. people actors come to you and say vanessa um can you mm. yeah you I provide do. them with your experience and then obviously with the insights you have in the industry it's less about it's less about working with that's more mentoring okay yeah, yeah. so 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 i don't i haven't done that specifically actually um which is very much about what you're saying, you yeah. know, and, and giving people advice and 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 ideas of what to do. Um, coaching I love because it's more about facilitating that person's thinking. And I work mm. with people in from any kind of background or industry. Right. And it's just about focusing on what they want to change and ah, how to do okay. that, so how to you. move forward. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And auditioning, um, do, do you actually have to travel to Dublin a lot then for this? No, a lot of it is self-tapes now. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Um, but I only have a UK agent I, at the moment. I haven't I haven't even looked yeah. for an Irish agent yet because we only moved back kind of four years ago. Yeah, and yeah. obviously two yeah. years of that was um, settling COVID. in and COVID and all yeah. that. Like, yeah. And um, like if Hollywood called now, like someone says like, okay, we have the part for you here and there's a shit loads of money. Like we need you for six months or mm. we need you for a year. I think films are really shot over a really long mm. period of time, mm. aren't they? Mm. Like would you kind of, apart from life obviously has sort mm. of necessities, you can't be just up and go like, you know, that mm. needs to be logistically planned. Mm. But would that be a dream of yours to go on something like that, to just have a really sort of, the big screen thingy with Brad Pitt. I would love to make some great films. Really? I would love to um, be part of great movie making, yeah. great scripts, great characters. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I'm not interested in the stuff that we've been talking about yeah. anymore. I've kind of done that yeah. and it's uh, and it's good. It's great learning. Yeah. It's really good learning and it's great practice. Um but but uh, yeah, I've kind of done that and I can earn I can earn my money yeah. other ways without having to do that, but yeah. I would love to make I would still make good t- television 100%. All right. Yeah, good scripts, good parts, absolutely. Um and 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 yeah, work that makes a difference. I'm yeah. very interested in yeah. that. But if, um, when your boys eventually um, leave the nest, like, yeah. would you kind of consider as well, like, branching out and doing this director's job you did for Salt, yes. producing, directing, like, mm. I just call it behind the camera, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, would, would you actually endeavor something like that, like, just out of personal passion, because you were so passionate about salt, how yeah. it all came together, like, yeah. would that be something you would do when you don't have to do the school run anymore, and the, you know, the football training and all that sort of shit? 
So is the question, what will I do when I don't... Or, what would you like to do? What, what you will like do, do, we will see. Like. We'll see. Well, yeah, I think what I'm doing, I love what I'm doing. All right, yeah. yeah, I would definitely carry on. Um, I mean, there's so much to salt, you know. I would love yeah. to um, make a book from it. Mm. Uh, because initially what I talked about also was making an exhibition of... Um, the portraits of the storytellers mm -hmm. and Marcus Voiter, he took the photographs, amazing, beautiful portraits and and um, have the stories there for people to read, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but that in itself takes quite a lot of money to produce. Oh, so we couldn't do everything. Um, so I still have that in in the cupboard that I want to do. And I was actually wondering whether it's a book as opposed to an exhibition. Okay. So so there's that. Um, uh, but yeah, more or, or, or everything that I'm doing, um, I'd love to continue doing. So I'm just looking at your resume here. So horse <laughs> horse riding, yes. Uh, fencing, yes. Speaks fluent Russian, Chinese. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's um, what one does like. Um, I know. Uh, well, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Yes, it's it's funny you should say that because actors often, um, that, you know, if if somebody says to an actor, so can you can you ride a horse? Uh, you know, we'd like to give you the the part, but can you ride a horse? <laughs> and and all the actors will go, oh, oh yeah, absolutely, and they get the part, and then they start learning to ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say no anyway, like, uh, but that's, that's brilliant. Yeah.